Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Hi, I'm Dr. Tarun Agwal. Many of you know me as T-Bone. And today I want to talk to you about the three ways to grow revenue in your dental practice. You're going to love this episode, so be sure to stick around. Welcome to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal, where our goal is to change the way you practice dentistry by helping you achieve clinical, financial, and personal balance. Now, here's your host, T-Bone. So now listen, practice growth is the number one thing in most practices. Now, you may be saying, hey, I'm not worried about that, all of this, but I want you to understand what practice growth means. Practice growth could mean that you want more money, it could mean that you want more time. It could mean that you want more professional satisfaction. All of those things are practice growth because we all have a different perspective of how we want things for each other, okay? So that's always to keep in perspective. Now, one of the challenges that we face in dentistry is that we're always having this look for a magic bullet. And truthfully, there is a no magic bullet. Or I don't know of one after 18, 19 years of being in dental practice and a practice owner. There just isn't a magic bullet. But there is this thing called progress. And that's how I look at everything. I wanna look at what can I do to make incremental progressive movements towards my big, big dream goal, okay? So today I wanna to talk about the three ways to grow your dental practice. Now, the three ways are, one, we can increase revenues by raising fees, we can increase revenues by seeing more patients, and we can increase revenues by doing more dentistry. Now, let's take a look at these individually and see what it looks like, okay? Now, let's start with number one, raising fees. Look, personally, I've always dismissed this because I'm a PPO practice. I've always said, what's the point of raising my fees if I'm in network with most insurance companies and most of my patients have, uh, dental, uh, have dental insurance that I'm in network for, so even if I make my fee X, I'm still only gonna get paid Y. But my dad said something to me recently that everything's about progress. It's incremental change. I was talking to him about how he got to this place in life and he said, listen, I never look for the $100,000 hit. I always look for two, $3,000 at a time because they were achievable, because they were predictable, and because they were long lasting. So that changed my mindset on raising fees. Now I'm more open to raising fees in my practice because I know while it may not apply to every single patient, it applies to a good percentage of them. And in our practice, that's probably in the 20 to 25% of our patients don't have dental insurance that we're in network for. Um, and so that's, again, 20 to 25% of our practice that's gonna see an increase in our fees from raising them. So raising fees applies to each and every dentist. 
Okay, it doesn't apply just to the boutique guys, it doesn't apply just to the PPO guys, or not apply to the PPO guys, it applies to every single dentist. And quite frankly, it's the easiest and most efficient way of increasing revenue because it doesn't require you to see a single additional patient. And that's what's awesome about raising your fees. Now, again, I wanted to be honest and upfront, raising fees doesn't always work for PPO practices, but the good news is as you raise fees and you submit those fees to the insurance company, it increases the UCR for the area, and that's what most insurance companies are using to adjust and base their in-network fees on. So now let's go into some details on raising your fees. The first thing I recommend doing is doing a fee analysis. Now this starts by doing a report of your top 20 production codes. In other words, let's find out what codes produce the majority of your production. And what you'll find, if you're anything like my practice, which most are, is that 80 to 90% of all your revenue comes from 20 procedures or 20 codes in your practice. So we'll run a report for those 20 codes to see where you stand, and then you'll do a fee analysis of those codes. Where your fee is, and compared to the percentile, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 percentile. And quite honestly, this is easy to get. Any of your dental supply reps, whether it be from Patterson Shine, Benco, Atlanta Dental, whatever it is that you're using, should be able to provide your local fee analysis or fee code for the different percentiles, okay? So what I look for and what I recommend uh, doing this myself in my own practice is trying to have your fees in the 60 to 70 percentile. I'm not interested in being the highest fees on generally speaking on my codes. I'm looking to be in the 60 to 70 percentile. And what I found was that on the vast majority of my procedures, I was in the 40th percentile. Because quite frankly, I had always dismissed raising fees. So I want to keep that, I want you to keep that in mind as we're looking at these things. Now, there are certain codes that it's okay to be above the 60, 70, 80, 100, 120% mark. I have a few of those codes. Those are procedures that either I'm unbelievably good at, that I'm unbelievably detailed at, and that's what I love and I'm passionate about, and I want to make sure I get paid well for those procedures, or it's procedures I just don't want to do. For example, my partial denture fee. It's like 300% of UCR because I just don't want to do them. And that's okay with me. So keep that in mind. Now, as we're talking about raising fees, so again, we're talking about three ways to grow your practice, increase revenues. They are raising fees, seeing more patients, doing more dentistry. Right now we've talked about raising fees and doing a fee analysis. Now let's talk about dental insurance, okay? Are you too busy? Are you overrun with patients? Are you booked out quite a few weeks or months in advance? Then it's probably time to drop your worst contract. Now, how is that a fee raise? Well, if you drop your worst contract, what that means is that now you have room in your schedule for those same patients that may stick around to be charged at your normal fee-for-service fees, or if those patients do leave and you have an abundance, then you can replace those patients with other patients that are a higher fee schedule. Let's give you an example, okay? Let's say, for example, in my practice, I get paid $900 for a crown from Delta Dental, and I get paid $675 for MetLife, and I'm booked out two months with crowns galore, I'm just too busy, I'm not able to service everything that's going on. It would behoove me to drop MetLife because I could get rid of those patients, some would stay, 
okay? But those that don't now are gonna be changed to those patients that have Delta Dental at a higher fee. So that's the equivalent of raising your fees. Now, one thing I got lucky in, and I heard someone else talking about this, is that about five years ago, I went through a negotiation process with the dental insurance companies. Now, I didn't do that myself. Quite frankly, I tried because I'm Indian and I'm trying to be cheap, but I did that using a third-party service. And there's two or three good ones out there. Uh, I happen to use Unlock the PPO. There's another company that I've been, that's been recommended highly in Phoenix. Unfortunately, I don't remember their name right now, uh, but they've done a fantastic job for me. And what they were able to do is work on my behalf to negotiate my fees. Now, at the end of the day, if you look at it, not that big of a change, but five, 10% on, especially on trophy and exam codes, five, 10% makes a tremendous difference on a procedure that you're doing multiple thousands of times per year. In other words, if I can get three, $4 each as an increase, and I'm doing that procedure two, three, 4,000 times per year, you can do the math. That's a, that's a $10,000, $20,000 upgrade in your revenue without costing you a single additional patient or additional overhead. Now, of course, the service costs money. I can tell you without question, it is easily worth it. Now, if you've negotiated in the last couple of years, you may not be eligible for negotiation. My suggestion is that if you don't have somebody in your office, you hire a third party, they're unbelievably good, they're professional, and they're gonna do a great job for you at this, okay? So do look at um, negotiating your fees and making an increase. Now, a third thing that you can do to raise fees is in the motel industry, uh, which is what I grew up in, we always looked at our average daily rate. In other words, how could we increase the fee that we were getting for our room per night, okay? So one of the areas to do that was contracts, okay? So you have contracts with dental insurance and they have set fees. Another thing that you can look at is medical insurance. Now, this has been a tremendous increase for our practice, okay? We've been able to leverage medical insurance to add revenue to our practice and get paid for procedures that we're already doing. Instead of using dental benefits, we're able to use medical benefits, which is a plus for the patient. And then instead of getting paid medical dental fees, we're able to get paid medical fees, which is a plus for our practice. To give you an example, uh, just again, in the state of North Carolina where I practice, we're getting about $40 to $45 for a comp exam uh, through most dental insurances, but we're getting about $120 to $150 for the same uh, exam on the medical side of things. Okay, so we choose on those types of patients and those exams to build medical instead of dental. If you want more information about this, I'd encourage you to look at our medical billing training programs here at 3D Dentist with myself and Mr. Hutan Shahidi. They're fantastic. Whether you want to outsource it to a third-party service, we have a one-day program for that, or whether you want to bring it in-house and do it yourself, we have a two-day workshop for that and your team members, okay? So if you want more information on that, we're here to do that, okay? The other benefits of medical insurance, there are no, they don't have quotas. In other words, we only pay two per year or one per year, one every six years, or things like that. Those don't exist in medical insurance. Also, they don't bundle fees together. So we're seeing this a lot. When you do a root canal, you know, the x-ray before and the x-ray after is often part of the procedure. In medical insurance, that wouldn't be the case. 
Uh, so to give you an example on root canals, we're able to do the root canal. We build that to dental because that's a dental-based procedure, but we can build the PAs, uh, the ones that we take along the way and after and even before. We can build that to medical insurance, and even if it pays me seven, eight, nine dollars, you multiply that out per year, and it's progressive incremental change. Okay, so again, we've been talking about the three ways that you can grow revenue in your practice, which is raising fees, seeing more patients, and doing more dentistry. And right now, we just focused on raising fees. Okay, now let's go ahead and shift focus and talk about seeing more patients. Now, I want to be totally upfront with you. I absolutely hate this. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode. I hate the concept of seeing more patients. It goes against everything that I teach and everything that I'm trying to get dentists to do. But if you're a practice that is struggling or that has empty chair time, this is an important part for you to focus on. So I wanted to bring it up because number one, it's one of the three ways, one of the only three ways that you can grow your practice, okay? So a focus should be if you have empty chair time and you're sitting on trillion your thumbs or you're just a person that needs to be just busier and busier and busier because that floats your boat, then you can see patients. Now, there's two ways in this, okay? I believe it's a short-term focus, which is why I hate it. It's not progressive, it's just more of the same. You're not doing good on your long-term visit. In other words, if you don't love the dentistry that you're doing, if you don't love, you know, if you have aspirations for doing more complex procedures or more, you know, just less, in, less invasive procedures, but doing more of the same doesn't get you there. Doing more fillings, doing more crowns, doing more of those things, doing more extractions if you don't like to do extractions, doing more ortho if you don't like to do more ortho. They don't, they don't get you there. But in the short term, they may be very important for you, okay? The other reason I don't like seeing more patients um, is because it's a short-term focus and it promotes working harder, not smarter. 
And by that I mean, why would I want to see eight patients a day when I can see five patients a day and produce the same? Again, that's assuming we have all the patients. Number three, it increases the need of how big of a facility you need. The more patients you see, the bigger your team, which means more space, the more operatories you have, the bigger the facility you need. And I've heard so many times from dentists across the country that what they're struggling with is that they're facility bound. And the truth is they're not. They're just not focused on the right procedure mix. Okay, they're not expanding hours, but that's what they've been led to believe is that they need a bigger and bigger facility. And I simply don't believe that to be true. And ultimately seeing more patients increases overall overhead. Every time you see somebody, it costs you money. Somebody has to call them, somebody has to follow up with them. You have to tear a room down, you have to tear, set a room up. Just everything goes up. But if you're in the position where you're slow, don't have as many patients, it's something that you do need to focus on. I've been there. God willing, I don't go there again, but it's something that you do need to keep in mind and you gotta do what you gotta do to get to that game. Now, one part of seeing more patients that I do approve of is procedure efficiency. And that's proper scheduling. You know, in the beginning, I used to schedule an hour for a crown because that's what everybody else told me to schedule. And then I started timing it out and I was like, you know, I'm done in 45 minutes. Easily done in 45 minutes. So why am I scheduling an hour? So those are part of the things that we can do about seeing more patients, being more efficient, okay? Timing yourself. So do me a favor, take your main procedures that you do, fillings, crowns, things like that, and actually time yourself from beginning to end. Because here's what I know if you're anything like me. If they give me two hours to do a crown, I'm gonna take two hours to do a crown. If they give me an hour to do a crown, I'm gonna take an hour to do a crown. So let's find out what that sweet spot is. And that sweet spot would be that area where you can get it done easily but not feel rushed and accommodate for some minor changes in your schedule, okay? For me, that ended up being an hour because it took me a solid 45 minutes to get through the process, okay? But I wanted to have a little time for chit chat. I wanted to have a little bit of time for in case the patient didn't get numb. I wanted to have a little bit of time to build in for hygiene checks without feeling like I was running around. But I was also already paying my bills, so that was okay for me. Number two is I want to look at efficiency-driven products on this, okay, when it comes to procedure efficiency. And what do I mean by that? Things technology, things like apex locators, lasers for crown troughing, okay, instead of packing cord, instead of, because honestly, these lasers today are a couple of grand, they're nothing. Okay, they're in a point where you can put one in every operatory if you're at that stage. You know, ideal materials, okay, like recently I switched retraction cords. A retraction cord I was using since the beginning of my career, suddenly, I don't know if they changed their manufacturing or something happened, and I was no longer getting the results I wanted. It was starting to tear easily. I would, I would place it there and it would just fray easily. And it was starting to create inefficiencies because I have to be going back and digging out retraction cord. So I switched to a new material. Suddenly, those frustrations and inefficiencies disappeared. So you have to look at materials along the way. Another example would be sectional matrices. If you're not using sectional matrices today, I don't know what, what rock you've been under. There's no reason to use a Topelmeyer for 95% of your class two restorations, okay? And then the other thing that was efficient for us, not directly for me, but for my team, which translated to me, was moving to cassettes and tubs. Cassettes for procedure setups, 
we only have three in our practice, and for tubs that are procedure-based, so that if we have a restorative procedure, an endodontic procedure, an implant procedure, we have tubs for each of those things, okay? So again, today we're talking about the three ways to grow revenue in the dental practice. Number one, you can raise fees. Number two, you can see more patients. And number three, you can do more dentistry, okay? With raising fees, we talked about fee analysis, we talked about dental insurance, we talked about medical insurance. When it comes to seeing more patients, we talk about why I don't personally love it, but it's a fact, it's one of the ways to increase revenue. We talked about having a short-term focus, and we talked about procedure efficiency. Now I wanna move on to number three. Number three, which is what I love, which is what I'm all about, which is what I've seen my practice grow and do over the last eight to 10 years, is by doing more dentistry. Now some of you may say, how is that different from seeing more patients? Completely different, totally different mindset, okay? Absolutely different mindset. And before we get going on this, I wanna make sure that you understand that having good fundamentals in restorative dentistry is a must before you start moving into what I call more advanced and emotional procedures. Okay, if you don't know how to do a crown, if you're not great at doing a crown, or efficient at it and getting great results, great, great at doing class two restorations, class three restorations, whatever it may be, you're gonna struggle doing some of these other procedures. Or you're gonna struggle on the interdisciplinary part of these procedures where you have to do multiple different components of dentistry to take care of your patients. So I wanna make sure that you have a strong fundamental foundation in restorative dentistry before you start entering into doing more dentistry. Remember, the misconception is doing more dentistry is about seeing more patients, but it's the exact opposite. I see less patients today do the same amount of revenue that I did seven, eight years ago and seeing half the number of patients I do today as I did seven or eight years ago. So let's talk about a couple of areas here. Case acceptance. Number one, the number one technology, I always say it, and I mean it, that I've ever purchased is a digital camera. Without a digital camera, I don't believe that you can have wonderful case acceptance and certainly not great case acceptance for the type of dentistry that we're promoting and the type of dentistry that many of you aspire to do. Another thing, I want you to start having or giving your patients a yes to the best philosophy. In other words, stop diagnosing them based on your biases or based on your financial situation or based on how you read that patient. Give every patient a chance to say yes to the best. Some will choose it, some won't. It's okay. The worst thing that can happen is they say no. And it's not the end of the world, okay? So give them a chance to say yes to the best. Number three, and start moving towards quadrant efficiency, okay? In other words, what I mean by that is start treatment planning quadrants. If you're tired of being a single-tooth dentist, don't treatment plan single-tooth dentistry. Now, I get it. Most of your, many of our patients only need one tooth done. No problem. Give them a chance in that same quadrant to say, hey, Mr. Jones or Mrs. Jones, while we're already here working on this tooth, it would make sense for us to go ahead and update these. The truth is, Mr. Jones, you could probably wait another year or two, but my assumption is you don't want to come back, you don't want to get numb again, you don't want to do it all. Let's just go ahead and put a plan together to get it all taken care of in one visit. I'll put together two plans. One to do it all at once, and one to do just that single tooth. Whatever you choose is okay with me. That's the verbiage that we use towards moving towards quadrant dentistry, 
that we had such tremendous success with it. It was awesome. Now you also need to learn patient leadership. Now we're always taught how to be, or to focus on being leaders in our practice to our team members, but I want to be leaders to our patients. Be their advocate. Learn to talk to them. Learn to speak in patient, friendly language. Learn to be advocates for your patients. Learn to help them make good choices, not make choices for them. And understand the concept of general dentistry, advanced dentistry, and emotional dentistry. Okay? If that doesn't make any sense to you, you need to go back and take a look at your case acceptance and look at the type of dentistry, your top 20 procedures, and see if you're doing more advanced cases or not. Okay? Because that's all about moving forward. Because, I'll give you the example, you can spend an hour doing a quadrant of fillings and have a revenue of five, six hundred dollars, or you can spend an hour, you can spend a half an hour to 45 minutes placing a dental implant and having a revenue of nearly two thousand dollars. I don't know about you, but to me, the concept of seeing a patient for an implant is number one more satisfying, and number two less work. Okay, and I get paid more. Makes all the sense in the world. Now, while we're on that subject, let's talk about some examples of expanded procedures. Number one, dental implants. Okay, one of the fastest growing areas in dentistry today. Did you know that only 25% of general dentists in the United States of America place dental implants? Did you also know that there are 40 million functional teeth extracted per year and only 2 million dental implants placed? That means 95% of teeth extracted don't become dental implants. That means there's tremendous opportunity there. What else you need to know is that the average practice is about 2,500 patients, and statistically speaking, for every 10,000 adults, about 61 implants are placed in the United States. That means the average practice has 15 dental implants sitting inside their practice today. So to me, dental implants are number one, it's a fun procedure, it's a life-changing procedure, it's, in my opinion, way more fun than some of the basic restorative dentistry that we were doing in dental school. And more importantly, it's a growing area. We can all fight over some of these basic restorative procedures. I need more patients to do crowns. I need more patients to do fillings. Every dentist around you does those procedures. But only one in four do dental implants. So it's an area that you should get into. Another area, adult orthodontics. There's Invisalign or invisible retainers, Invisalign, Invisible aligners. There's six-month brackets, whether it's six-month smile or six-month braces, both phenomenal products. And then there's minor correction, using Invisalign Express or using something like the Inman aligner. Having these choices and availability for your patient can make things better and easier for them. Our patients often think that braces means two years, metal brackets, metal wires, multicolor bands, looking like a child. Okay, and our patients who are in management position or leadership positions, they don't really want to do that. So we want to let them know and be aware that there are other options. That patient with a couple of uh, crooked front teeth that doesn't want to go through long-term braces or even you know, a more expensive procedure such as traditional uh, straight wire orthodontics or Invisalign, there's things like the Inman aligner, something that can be made pretty simply and move those teeth around. You've got to start learning and being aware of what options exist out there so you can offer those to your patient. And again, progressive incremental changes, a few dental implants, a few orthodontic cases, 
suddenly you're 10, 20, 30, $40,000 increased revenue without seeing a lot more patients. Okay, it just starts to make sense. Now, something that's near and dear to me, sleep apnea. It's estimated that one in 15 adults have sleep apnea in the United States of America. 80 to 90% of them are undiagnosed and unaware. And more importantly, it's covered through medical insurance. Okay, so listen, get your act in gear, start helping patients breathe and live better lives, and start helping your team members grow by allowing them to do more advanced procedures and take control and take charge. I have a patient, I have a dental assistant who owns implant dentistry in our practice. We have a dental assistant who owns sleep dentistry in our practice, sleep apnea therapy. We have an assistant who owns invisible braces or orthodontics in our practice. That's what they're gonna be known for, that's what they're gonna do, that's what their focus is gonna be on. But those things don't happen if I don't have those skills or if I don't bring those skills to my practice. Another area, and I'm gonna leave it with this, is oral sedation. If you're not providing oral sedation, you're missing out on a large percentage of your patient population. Not enough dentists provide sedation services. It's another area that's growing. It's another area that you can do well. It's an, it's an area where you can help patients, and it really bundles in all of this together. It allows you to have a higher fee because these patients are looking for a solution. It allows you to do more dentistry at one time on the same patient, and it opens up the door to do more complex surgical procedures that you may not have been doing before, before because your patients were afraid. So take a look at oral sedation. Now, I do wanna put a quick commercial in for you, okay? I talked about these four procedures, number one, because these are the things that grew my practice. There's more than four things out there, okay? There's more than dental implants, there's more than adult orthodontics, there's more than sleep apnea, and there's more than sedation. Okay, there's a lot more things out there. But I don't wanna talk about those things that I don't have experience, and that's why we bring guests onto our show. But these four things have worked wonders in our practice, and they're the four things that we focus on in our training seminars at 3D Dentist. If you wanna learn more about dental implants, if you wanna learn more about sleep apnea, if you wanna learn more about medical billing, if you wanna learn more about oral sedation, if you wanna implement these into your practice, not just learn, but actually have a written action plan of what you gotta do, and actually have team members that are on board with a plan of action, learning from not just me, but, and our other instructors, but also from our team members who are living it and breathing it every day, then you need to consider 3D Dentist. We have a phenomenal facility. We have a, it's right in our practice. It's awesome. You're gonna love it. We have a lot of fun. And quite frankly, it's what supports this show, okay? Because this show doesn't cost you anything. So again, I wanna thank you for listening. Today, we talked about the three ways to grow revenue in your dental practice. Number one, raising fees. Number two, seeing more patients. Yeah. And number three, doing more dentistry. Love that. Okay, so hopefully we've given you some things to think about, some action plans of what to do, and what I would love for you to do are a couple of three things. One, share this video, share this podcast, so that more colleagues can learn our message and we can reach more people. It would mean the world to me. Number two, interact with us. I stopped doing my podcast for a while because it got boring and I wasn't getting the level of interaction that I wanted. But I found out that after I stopped, I started getting the interaction like, hey, where's it at? What is it coming back? So I need you to consistently interact with me. Let me know what's working, what's not working, what you liked, what you didn't like. I don't want to just hear the praise. In fact, that's great. I really want to focus on what you like and what you need so we can bring that information to you. And number three, support our courses. 
We'd love to have you. We know you're going to love it. You're going to love our facility. You're going to love the experience. You're going to love the information. And your team members and your practice will thank you for it. Again, I'm Dr. Tarun Agwal with the T-Bone Speaks podcast. And I want to thank you for listening and watching today. And I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal. Remember to keep striving for excellence and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, Let's get to this week's episode.